My name is Jim Fleming, and this is Our Sunday School. Our Sunday School is part of Stewart Heights Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. To prepare for this lesson, please go to OurSundaySchool.com for a copy of today's handout. Now, let's get to this week's lesson. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Our Sunday School. Glad you guys are with us today. So uh, we are not in Philippians 2 today. Uh, we're in Philippians 3 today, so I'm excited about that. And uh, if you have your new green books, uh, if you would head over, oh, yes, I know, right? Uh, oh, one thing I forgot to mention, we, we did make one small, did anybody notice a difference between the first edition, or the, the first part green books and the second part green books? Uh, no, they're in there. Uh, it's in there too, yep. Uh, is it? It shouldn't be. That makes me nervous. <laughs> it is a slightly darker green. Uh, now, that should be the same page. I hope it is. Uh, it is a slightly darker green because there was, a, there was a professional printer that did the front cover and the back cover. And there is no white border around this one because a professional printer did the front cover and the back cover. So thank you to my friend who asked not to be named, lest you all hit him up with free printing uh, job requests. So there is that. Um, which I don't know how many printing requests you all would need, but uh, there is, like, I, I apparently have one about every six months. So there's that. So thank you. All right, so uh, we're in Philippians chapter 3 today. Uh, and what we are doing today is on page 18 of your uh, New Green Books, uh, part 2. So this is our preparing for Philippians, this next chapter. Now, if you'll, if you'll notice the, the sentence at the very top, uh, we can go to the next slide, Dave. If you'll notice the sentence at the very top, uh, it is Philippians 3.1 to 4.1. And that's it's sort of an error and not really an error. Uh, I will say it's sort of an error because when uh, Stephen Langton, you know who Stephen Langton is or was? He's been dead a few hundred years. Uh, in 1205, does anybody know what Stephen Langton did in 1205? He put the chapters in, yes. Uh, so he, he chapterized the Bible. Uh, the modern versification came along a few hundred years later, Robert Estienne in 1551, uh, that pretty much just copied what the Old Testament Hebrew had done and then applied that same kind of a concept to the New Testament. Uh, but most modern scholars would say that when Stephen Langton divided up Philippians 3 and 4, he actually should have put chapter 4, verse 1 into chapter 3. So we've, we've captured it that way because when we bucket and look at big uh, chunks of text, we look at pericopes at a time. Uh, and chapter 3 has two pericopes that ends with the first verse of chapter 4. So, is that clear-ish? All right, cool, good. So, what we're doing today is literally just walking through page 18. So, we're going to pray with others uh, and hear with others in a class as a class. We'll think, study, and share in a class as a table. And then uh, we'll invite others after class as individuals. So that we'll have this up the whole time, and it'll just kind of walk through as we move through the different parts. Uh, so let's start with step number one. What's step number one? 
pray with others. So let's pray. So our attitudes here are fear, dependence, uh, expectancy. We are praying for hearing, for illumination, for wisdom. Uh, and literally, it's just praying for help with the text because we need help with the text. Uh, what I am not trying to have us do is to be intellectual Pharisees. Like That is not the goal of what we are after here. Um, we are trying to know God better and follow him uh, more closely. So there's that. So let's, uh, let's pray, and then we'll go to step number two. So, Father, we thank you uh, for this time. We thank you for uh, all the resources that you have given us. Uh, you've given us yourself. You've given us your word. Uh, you've given us your word in printed form so that we can do even more than just hear it. Uh, we've give, you've given us all these resources. You've, your spirit has filled so many uh, that have gone before so that we can benefit. Uh, and we pray right now for hearing, uh, that we would hear what you are saying, what the Spirit is saying to us. Uh, we pray for illumination so that we could understand and see uh, and hear what the Spirit is saying. Uh, and we pray for wisdom, that we would uh, be able to live out, not just not just understand or know or discern, but to actually live out the things that uh, you are saying to us and uh, that we would be uh, good servants uh, who will hear well done one day. And uh, so we ask for your help. We thank you. We, and we know that you want to help us, which is just incredibly amazing. So thank you for that as well. And uh, help us now as we study. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, so the process step number two is to hear with others. So um, I, I try to say this periodically, but you know, the, Bible, the Bible does not command us to read along with somebody else who is reading out loud. So feel free to just listen as I read Philippians chapter 3. Um, it has a, a different level of complexity of Pauline argument than chapter 2 did. So it... I actually would argue that it, it, it's, a, it's easier to understand what's going on by listening and not reading at the same time than by listening and reading at the same time. So I think your comprehension will go up. So here is uh, Philippians chapter 3. <clears throat> in addition, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write to you again about this is no trouble for me and is a safeguard for you. Watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision, the ones who worship by the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh. Although I have reasons for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, regarding the law of Pharisee, regarding zeal persecuting the church. Regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. But everything that was a gain to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them as dung, so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ." the righteousness from God based on faith. My goal is to know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, 
assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Now, not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let any of us who are mature think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this to you also. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. Join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. For I have often told you, and now say again with tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. And they are focused on earthly things. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly wait for a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of His glorious body by the power that enables Him to subject everything to Himself. So then, my dearly loved and longed-for brothers and sisters, my joy and crown, in this manner stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. Philippians 3 and a little 4. I don't know how to say that when I finish, so that's what I'm currently going to go with. Uh, so that's hearing with others. So thank you, because I forgot to like, walk through it, but how do we hear? We hear with an attitude of respect and deference. Uh, this is just reading the Bible aloud and hearing the Bible read aloud, so we hear the text read aloud. Uh, so the next step in our process is to think, um, and this is an attitude of humility, delight. Um, it, you know, have you ever considered that it is, it is a gift of God to be able to even know God? Right? So that's just one. But to know a God who desires to know us, to know a God that gives us the faculties to think about Him. So I don't know if you've ever thanked God for thought, but perhaps consider that, uh, because it's a wonderful thing. He could have made mindless robots. He did not. So uh, with humility, delight, with steadfastness, we think about God's Word. And this is just slowly thinking about the text. So what I'll, what I'll encourage you to do for the next uh, five minutes or so is to just think about the text. And if you want to look back at the text, that's great. If you want to grab uh, a different copy of the text, that's great. Uh, you got Bibles at your tables. You all have Bibles on your phones as well. Um, but just take a look and think about the text. So I'll come back in about five minutes.
So I found there's generally two types of people, the type of people that think five minutes is forever and the type of people that think five minutes is nothing. So I don't know which camp you're in, but that was five minutes. Uh, so let's move on to study with others. So today, you know, we're not going to try to uh, answer a ton of questions today. This is preparing to really look at this text. So uh, if, if you want to take a specific bent or slice on study, what I, would, what I would encourage you to focus on today is developing questions and writing questions down, um, which is really a good place for, you can either do that in the green book or just on page 18, uh, either spread out through the chapter or just on page 18, either one. Um, I usually do this in a Word file when I'm like teaching, so I'll just have, I don't know how many I've got, 40 or 50 questions already about chapter 3 that I don't know the answer to these questions, but these are things that I might be able to figure out. Um, and I think I've shared this before, but most of the time when I finish a chapter, I usually have four to five times as many questions at the end as when I did when I began. So I don't ever want to paint the picture that Bible study will be easy, simple, straightforward, or answer all your questions. Um, if you are doing an easy, simple, straightforward, where all your questions are answered uh, exercise, I would gently push back and say that might not actually be Bible study. So it might be something that is a bit more prepackaged than like dig into the text and see what is there. Uh, but our attitudes here are resolve, incompleteness, teachableness. We all have something to learn. Uh, we all have many, many, many things to learn. So what do we do? We talk to teachers and use available resources. Um, I, I will tell you, I think the Green Book is a helpful uh, place to start. Uh, it would be a lousy place to stop. So this should want this should to trigger you to want to like oh well, there's more here or there's more there or this or that and the other. Um, so I'll I'll point out two things just really quickly. So if you go to page 19 in your green book. Um, so does anybody in here read Greek? Let's just establish that. All right. My my hand is not up. I know the letters, I know some of the words, but I do not know anything even remotely close to reading Greek. All right, so let's just start with that. But what do you notice about the Greek text on page 19? What do you notice? Structurally, what do you notice about the Greek text on page 19? Yes, yeah, so there's a paragraph break between verse 1 and verse 2. All right, great. So, so this, is the, this is the NA28, the latest, greatest, best Greek text that we have uh, where scholars have spent their entire lives trying to figure out and make sure these are the, the best words that we have. Um, but if you keep looking on page 20, like verse 2 all the way down through verse 11, that's one complete thought. Right? So you have this kind of introductory sentence and then a full paragraph. So even if you don't know Greek, you can still look at structure and see, oh, okay, this is, how, this is how these concepts are arranged. So that's one way to look at the Greek. And then two, if you flip over and look at the English, so do you see how verse one is in its own paragraph? And then verses two through six are their own. <gasps> Have we modified God's word? No, in English, this is just a little easier way to think through this. It's like, great, this is one of the things that happens in translations as things get moved and pushed around a little bit for the picture on the page. 
So that's another way to think about study and questions. So why would, why would an English translation do that when the Greek didn't? So that's one of my questions that I have that I'm looking forward to looking at. Um, so I'll show you another word here. Uh, yeah, okay, so at the bottom of page 23, uh, he gets into this to write to you again about this is no trouble. It's no trouble. That almost sounds like an English euphemism. Like, it's just like, that's no trouble, no, big, no biggie, right? That's, that's just relax, no big deal. All right, so that word trouble shows up three times in the New Testament, and the only time it shows up in Philippians is in Philippians 3.1. What's the question I want to ask about that? Why do you choose that word? And what, where else is it used? That's exactly right. Now, is, this, is the Green Book going to tell you the answer to that question? No, the Green Book's not going to tell you the answer to that question. What the Green Book will tell you is the little number right after the word trouble. You see that G3636? You go to blueletterbible.org, and you type in literally G3636, and it will tell you everything you ever want to know about that word. And so that, look, when I say this is a good, like, I think a helpful starting point, but it is, I mean, we're, we're still playing scratch and sniff with the scriptures here, even with the green book. So don't, uh, don't think that this is everything that you need because there is far, far more. All right, so just a couple thoughts there on study. So I'll give you, um, I'll give you a few minutes to uh, study the text. So you may have footnotes that you want to look up. You may have cross-references that you want to look up. You may have words in chapter 3 that you want to circle and like, hey, I, need to, I want to know more about that. So dig in. Five minutes, and uh, we'll come back in about five. Thanks. Thank you very much.
All right. How do you like writing out questions? How many of you enjoy questions parts? you like, questions are good? Yes. How many of you like, I want answers, dadgummit. Give me answers. Don't leave me unresolved. It's okay. Unresolved is good. Unresolved is good. All right, so uh, let's share here for a little bit some of the questions uh, you've got. So who, I heard one early at this table, so what was that question? In verse 1, wait, you didn't get past verse 1 before you had a question? Well done! Nice. Yeah, okay, cool. So th that use of again, is that referencing a prior letter? Uh, and or is it something reiterated in uh, Philippians 1 and 2? Yep, good. I, I will tell you, one of the helpful things for me when I get to this question part is to not assume that it has to be an or answer. Because um, it could be an and answer. It could be something he's written before. And... You didn't pick it up what I put down, so I'm going to say it again, which Paul would do intra-letter, but he would also do across letters, as we see in uh, like letters like Corinthians, where there are dominant and consistent themes through both. So he's, he's cool with saying the same thing again. Good, 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 good. So that's an open question, right? What else? Other questions? Because yeah. we're looking at different translations. Uh, for instance, uh, the ESV and the NSSV add in a word for uh, in verse 3 for we are the circumcision. Well, ESV adds real, NSSV adds true circumcision. Okay. Good, yeah. Questions about why a translation picked the word they chose. Um, yeah, absolutely. Good, 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 good. And I, I will tell you, you know, every translation has a theological bent and bias. And I would also say most of the time I think that's actually all right. Like there's, there's some, it's helpful to have some degree of like, you know what, you could translate it this way. That would be heresy. So we know they couldn't have said it that way. So let's be careful about that. Uh, but yes, having an awareness of your, your translations uh, bent and bias is really, really helpful. Uh, the most ignored section of any copy of the Bible is the index. Uh, the next most in ignored section is the translator's message to the readers up front where they tell you how to use this Bible. And if you have never read that for the translation that you have, I would encourage you to go back because you will go, oh, so th like they had a philosophy going in. Yes, they, you better have a philosophy. Or about three verses in, you'll like, what do we do here? I don't know. <laughs> so cool. Other questions? Other questions? What are the good questions? Yes, Bethany. Mm. Uh, the, uh, I love it. A two-part question. Good. Who are the, the 
Good. Oh. So who are the dogs, the evil workers, and those who mutilate the flesh, and can it be applied to today, or was that just for that specific time in history? That's a great question. I love the second part, especially, because that can be a... Uh, um, you know, sometimes it's we too quickly move into the, oh, yeah, that's just then, that's just then, that's just then, right? Uh, and sometimes we too quickly go, well, it's obviously for now. It's like, <laughs> oh, there's probably still time. Um, please do not buy any graduates uh, that, are, that you know anything with uh, Jeremiah 29.11 on it. Uh, that is actually in context, more of a curse for them than it is a blessing for them. So in context, please, I, like I know the plans I have for you, that you will prosper and have peace and you'll be great and it's wonderful. And oh, by the way, you got to go through uh, decades of slavery first. So like, don't do that. Which I, the reason I thought of that, Bethany, is that's one of those, we look at the verse and we're like, oh, I could monogram that. That'd be awesome. And of course that applies to today. And it radically does not apply today. Uh, not to us in any way, shape, or form like that. So, good, good, good. All right, one more. Any other questions? Questions, questions, questions? Brian, you look like you got one there. Oh, that's a really good question. How, how much of a slur was it to call someone a dog, right? So this is good because I feel like you're, you're sort of piggybacking off of two things. So when, when Paul uses the word cross, right, it was like this, ooh, you know, you don't, you don't say that word in public. That's not a polite word. And then Jesus, in his teaching on earth, he was pretty plain spoken a few times about those that were opposing, right? So, good. I like that question a lot. It's excellent. Cool. Good. All right. So, did anybody in the room think of all of those different questions independently of them? Like, of course you didn't. And this is one of the reasons we get together and do things like this, because collectively this is good. Now, if you want to bless me in ways that are uh, immeasurably helpful for me, send me your questions and if you want to bless the entire class post the questions in the facebook group so that we can all see and noodle on and if you really like really 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 want to bless the class don't answer it <laughs> because we live in a society where we way too quickly go and find the answer right and we have largely Hi, my name's Jim. Largely lost the ability to sit and think deeply about something. So um, struggle is a part of learning, and it is a good part of learning. So, All right. So with that, uh, that's our lesson for today. Lord willing, we will begin next week with what I was telling uh, Dave and Bethany. I think maybe one of the more uh, semantically flexible words in the entire book of Philippians, uh, the uh, second word in verse 1. In addition, so if you want to look at different translations and how that ver how that word is handled, it is there. You can go a lot of directions on that. So we will we will talk through that a bit next week as well, Lord willing. Uh, but process step number six at the bottom of page eighteen, this is our after class homework, is to invite others. So invite those inside and those outside. So if you look around and see a member who's not here, reach out. Hey, we missed you this week. Um, we did get a post in the Sunday school group this morning. Uh, Mitch Johnson's, uh, his 
cousin's husband, I think, passed away. Uh, we were praying for them this last week, and then his uncle also passed away, both last night, I believe, from the context. So keep them in your prayers. I believe they'll be traveling this week. Uh, but other than that, I think we are ready to go to our prayer time. So write down your prayer requests. Uh, my attendance double checker is not here this morning. So if you'll make sure that your names are on the other side of the sheet, that'd be great. And then once you have prayed, we get to go worship this one who cares enough about us that he has left us his words in print even, which is amazing. So thanks, guys. Appreciate you coming today. Thanks for engaging. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, YouTube channel, and weekly email. You can subscribe to all three of those at OurSundaySchool.com. Grace and peace to you.